All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche and not much to like from this Stanley Cup rematch entirely one sided on the side of the Tampa Bay Lightning, a five to nothing thumping. We'll talk about it because that's our job. But uh, yeah, this is a tough one to digest for the abs. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day that's always appreciated you can follow us on our social media outlets lop and underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns and opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our youtube channel over on youtube where we are live right now we're going to be uh starting to maybe do this just after game day when games are complete uh, we're we're going to stream live to our youtube channel so uh if you're watching on youtube right now Right now, hello, if you're watching later on, hello as well. So uh, not a good day or good night for the avalanche. This thing got out of hand, got out of hand pretty quickly. And I think a lot of people were looking forward to this as, you know, the Stanley Cup rematch. First time that they played, the first time they've been back in Tampa since, you know, the, the Stanley Cup win on national television on ESPN and the Avs just dropped a bomb like they got a drop bomb dropped on them i guess i should say so ugly overall dude ugly overall usually we can shine these turds just a little bit <laughs> yeah. there's usually like one thing we can we can be at least like nathan mckinnon he scored this or boy Yorgiev did this there was not one good thing the avalanche pulled off and it was <sighs> i had that indication like in the first period where i would like look up at the scoreboard and i'm like is Tampa on the power play? We could not get them out of the zone. We couldn't get anything going. And then Cogliano going up and down. And then Erod, who knows what's going on there. It's mm-hmm. it's just more of the same. So buckle up. Uh, I don't know. Like it was. I, I you're right, man. You you can't really pull anything out of this where you're like, okay, well, we can kind of build on something. Like, what are you building on in this game? Hardly anything, man. Like, there's, I mean, you, you had, you had, I mean, what'd you get? 30 shots. We'll get into the stats a little bit later, but yeah. I think at 30 shots on net. Okay. That's good. Um, but once again, you are struggling to score goals. Yeah. And uh, I, I said it in our, you know, minute recap that when this team right now gets down by two goals, you're like, oh man, this is going to be, you know, a, a Mount Everest to climb right now. They're just not finding ways to score and it, if that's not evident in these past two games you know that that's just a microcosm of what's been happening for the duration of the season i genuinely did not know that they were 20th in the league in scoring. scoring this year i didn't yeah. know like it's not something that i looked up i knew it wasn't good but i didn't know they were 20th yeah that's that's <clears throat> not like this team is better than that and it's just been it's been that's been one of the struggles all year long and and say what you will about the ESPN broadcast, if you like it or not, they bring up the stats that Riker and Moj are kind enough not to tell us that we were shut out once last year. This is now our fourth or fifth time this year getting shut out. 
Like, yeah, you don't <clears throat> expect that from the Colorado Avalanche. And then when you have this Tampa Bay Lightning team, that's they're sitting pretty, but they were they lost some embarrassing games, and they knew they were going to be on national TV. The rematch, you heard Corey Perry talking about it. Like, mm. the emotions were high for this one. There is no reason the Avalanche, with everything they've been putting together, could not get up for this game. And they, you mentioned the shots. Yes, they managed 30 shots, but that first period, there was such a discrepancy in shots. It was abysmal and noticeable to the naked eye. Well, you had some people on um, Twitter who was like, well, this sounds like a, a Tampa broadcast. What are you going to say about the ads? Like there was yeah. nothing there for, for to, to get excited about. Of course it did. When when a team's up five to nothing and the entire time they're just they're really dominating. Like what what is there good to say about the abs? So it's going to sound like that. Um, and and you know it's not I'm not making excuses or anything like that. But you didn't have Kale McCarr in this game. Would he have made a difference? No. <laughs> no. As, as uh, you know, otherworldly as he is. No, like th- this is a, a team wide struggle right now to get uh, really good scoring chances. And we had said it yesterday about how, you know, Tampa was going to be up for this for multiple reasons. One, they had lost two in a row. Right. Mm-hmm. And now, like you are coming back to where they lost to you for you to win the Stanley Cup. And and I said it yesterday, like Vasilevsky is going to be on point. But. I don't think the, the abs didn't make it different difficult for him at all. I mean, how many shots were right into his his logo? Yeah. They they I mean, sure, every once in a while you're gonna get a shot that he makes a pretty good save on, but I don't feel like he was making like sprawling saves and just standing on his head. They didn't make him work. You had 30 shots on net, and they just seemed like they were all pedestrian shots on goal and nothing that really made him work for it. And those shots, like you will, again, we'll get to the stats in a second and break it down. But a lot of those shots are deceptive because there was a couple times like Erod or uh, Curtis McDermott would be advancing the puck while they're making a shift change. And they just fire it on into Vasilevsky's chest and he'll knock it off the blocker. And as soon as they get the zone, they they feel the weight of what Tampa is doing. And they're just firing whatever they could just the old like how the avalanche started this season with whatever they can they get free they're taking a shot they were just abysmal uh, you know, and not making the net and getting blocked and it, at that I'm moment okay. like i'm okay with you know if you have a shot take it yeah you know what i mean you don't want to just you don't want to go back to the everything's got to look pretty colorado yeah. avalanche it's true if you have a shot take it but this is a goalie who is not going to give you juicy rebounds so it's like you have to mix it up in front of the net and the abs just were not doing that. I, I, Valnachuskin, to me, has just been invisible the, 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 these first two games back for him. Yeah. Um, he's the guy that needs to do that, and and it, that's part of his game. He had a I pretty goal know. tonight, though. What's that? I said Nuke had that pretty goal go off him when he was trying to clear it off. What, which one was that? I think I, that was I don't goal even... two or three. No, it wasn't two, because two was the Sammy G one, which we oh. will... Oh, yes, we will get to that one in a little bit. I don't know what you're talking I was on about. Fire. I was on fire tonight with uh, <laughs> with Twitter. Um, Red Flame 36 says, as a Jets fan, I'm still scared to face you guys in the playoffs. You know, <clears> I, I get it. Yeah, I, I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, 
some fan bases are because uh, we have that championship. And, you know, we've been saying it all year long. Like the abs just have to get to the playoffs, but it's just like, if the abs get there, it's not, it's not just a slam dunk. They're miraculously just going to turn it on. Like they have to start playing better. And see red flames coming right there. That's what frustrates avalanche fans the most about games like this. The avalanche seem to do at least once or twice every season is just lose one so bad. Like, you're on a national broadcast. I know ESPN. Like, I'm going to school for sports casting. They have whole packages waiting in the hopper. They were getting ready to roll out the footage of the Az winning the cup and all this extra yeah. pieces they did on the Avalanche being the champion. And if they're playing that bad, you, you push it to the side and you focus more on Tampa because they're the hotter thing in the game. And like he said, you're scared to face the team in the playoffs. You should be. And the Avalanche should be winning games like this. It's when they come out and lose. And the broadcast has to mention Nathan McKinnon's scoring's down. Miko's on pace for most goals in franchise history, but nobody could get anything on the board. That's what's frustrating. Yeah, and it's frustrating to do it against a team like this. Like yep. you needed to bounce back too. Yep. Yeah, Tampa's going to bounce back because they're on uh, you know a two-game losing streak, and I guess they have not lost three in a row all year, so they're not going to want to lose three in a row. Uh, you needed to bounce back because that was a, a difficult loss that you just experienced in Pittsburgh. And one team showed up. One team showed up. And, and again, you know, when things are not going the avalanche way, fine. Like it's, you're not going to be in control of, of, of a game all 60 minutes, game in and game out. But when, thing, when things are not going your way, it just seems like the avalanche struggle to turn the tide to get them going their way. Yep. And yeah, you can. They've been in, in control at the beginning of games. Like we've seen that recently. We're talking about like the third period struggles that they've had. Okay, well, like I guess that's a, a good problem to have because that means like you, you put yourself in a position to where the other team has to press. Okay, but now what are you doing to combat that? Yeah, and it's not much. Like you're not you're not getting like your superstars. Like I, I would need Nathan McKinnon to turn it up and say like enough of this. Like, yeah, they've tilted the ice for a little bit. I need to take it back. And in this case, it's like you got down early, you know, and as soon as it gets down two to nothing, even three to nothing, right? If, if it's three to nothing, you know, that's not insurmountable. Feels like it is right now anyway with this team. But, like, you get down three to nothing and you have that mindset, and I'm sure they do, of, like, we just got to get one before the period's over, and then we can build on that. But to get that one is just a struggle right now. It like... When, when things are, are going well for the Avalanche during a game, they're going well. But as soon as they, they turn that corner, it's like a whole different game and a whole different team. It's yep. just <clears throat> odd to watch right now. Very odd. So. It, it, and it's extremely frustrating to see Nathan McKinnon and his response being just slapped the stick off the ice and not fire everybody else up because it's not just a team of one guy. One guy can't win a game. One guy can't mm -hmm. lose a game you all have to do it together and the avalanche are just not playing together right now. You know what the problem is? Um, these helmet ads <laughs> yeah. were, were oh, oh, and one. So get rid of them. If, if, that, if that's how I can get rid of these ads, then that's how I'm going to do it. Because you I remember just, when we had the alternates why? and that was the storyline behind those when we, we couldn't win in the, yeah. the triangle Rockies Jersey. I just don't know why now, why, why now are you turning to an ad and, we're on national TV, uh, baby. Yeah, that's true. 
honestly, maybe this is a, a, a not a popular opinion. If you are going to have ads, I would rather it be on the jersey. I would, and I know the jersey is like a sacred thing in hockey, but I would mm. just rather have a a small little thing up in the by the shoulder somewhere than these ginormous, ugly looking things on your bucket. I just feel like having team logos on your helmet just look a lot better than just random mm. ads on helmets. That's where I'm at with that. It's better than what was it? Power penguin or whatever the penguins had. That was embarrassing. The, yeah. I, that, that one, I don't, there's just some ugly looking ones. So, and I don't yeah. like the avalanche one at all. So, all right, let's hear from FanDuel and then uh, more to get to with this game, including stats and, um, my 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 Sammy G. I don't know what you want to call it, but I mean, if you want to say it in defending him, feel free. Uh, for this specific play, darn right, darn right, I am. And we have a sound check to get to as well. So, but first, we're going to hear from FanDuel. In this year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in america and of course that is FanDuel. And if you're new to it that's even better they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy you can download the FanDuel app now so you can bet on super bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet you'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win and FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown to, do, do we know what the time is going to be for the national anthem? Because <clears throat> I'm waiting for that person to have the stopwatch standing outside of the arena while they're rehearsing the, the national anthem. And so I, we can put <clears throat> a mortgage payment down on that bad boy. I hear the debate around the first song at halftime. Mm -hmm. That bet is getting really hot. What 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 is it going to be? I don't, yeah. I don't know Rihanna songs, so I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to forgive me on that. So I don't, I no she has that standing be. under my umbrella song, I think. Then go with that. Sure. There you go. Uh, the fan, fan dual sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so uh, we're going to talk specifically about one play, and um, I, I typically don't do this because, I, you know, social media is, is, is what it is, and I know people get, you know, super excited and, you know, you have these keyboard warriors and stuff like that who, whatever. I rarely interact with going back and forth with people because people are going to have their opinions and uh, everybody's entitled to it and people are entitled to it now. I, like it's like, I get it. Um, but this play was the second goal of the game for Tampa. And I just reached my boiling point with the let's blame everything on Sam Gerard. Uh, you know, that's just, that's happening in avalanche land right now. And I, and I, if you want, <laughs> I get it where he's he's to blame for for some things. Everybody in the team is to blame for some things. But it's gotten to the point where if Sam Gerard is on the ice and a goal is scored, how can we blame him? Let's let's you know, 
dissect like frame by frame and how you know he's out of position by a millimeter i know i'm being a little exaggerating here but that's what it's gotten to and i am I'm, I'm just so tired of it right now because that play is not sam gerard's fault and people want to say he cut off uh devon taves like him and taves are on the same side of the ice and where where the puck is going is where Sam Gerrard is. Yep. What do you want? You want him to peel away from that play. You want him to peel away from that play and leave Devon Taves, who's further behind Sorelli, to catch up to him. That's what you're saying. And then you're saying like that he collided with, with Taves or he cut off Taves. He's playing defense. He's playing defense. There's a, a, a Tampa Bay player right next to him. He's going to defend him. What do you want him to do, people? He, he is in a no-win situation for a certain demographic of Avalanche fans, and it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing at this point. I get it. He makes mistakes, and when he does, call him out on it. But when it's something like this where it's a bang-bang play, you want him to go across the ice and cover a guy that he thought was being covered by Miko Rantanen who fell down. So now that's Sam Gerrard's fault because he didn't make up for the Miko Rantanen falling and go cover that guy. And Devon Taves didn't have to do that because Taves is tra trailing the play. Listen to what you're saying, Pete. Like, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You remember that scene from the Disney movie Tarzan where Clayton fires his gun and Jane says, Clayton. And then Tarzan thinks the sound of a gunshot is named Clayton. That's what Twitter is right now <laughs> every time a goal is scored because you watch your feed and it's Gerard, 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 Gerard. And then if he's nowhere to be seen, by the way, Arturi Lekkinen, minus three. Miko, minus two. Yeah, Sam Gerard's a minus one, by the way. So he okay, was yeah. on the ice for... It's not like the Avalanche are pushing that plus minus against the yeah. Lightning. So, But when he's not on the ice... He's still getting blamed, and then it's a bunch of silence. It doesn't make sense, and I, I don't understand why you constantly want to go after Sam Gerrard. If this team would score, we wouldn't be talking about Sam Gerrard. If, if they would actually play their if the forwards, which we will never talk about, we will they are protected. We will never criticize a thing they do. We will never criticize Kale McCarr. Or we won't criticize Taze for some reason. There's this higher echelon we will never talk about because they are on every piece of avalanche swag we have. But Sam Gerard, we'll, we'll go after him. And Eglin, oh, he's ridiculous. No, he has improved. McDermott, he's, hey, he's playing minutes. He's trying. He's taking shots. We will, like, I don't understand why all this hate for Sam Gerard, it's not proving a thing. He's the one thing that you can criticize. And it's, baseless like hmm. everybody's making mistakes well, if you're I don't playing say it's not baseless i don't i don't go that like th there is some basis to why people want to blame him but where it's getting is no matter what happens if he's on the ice when a goal is scored he's to blame well that, it's, like, he does make some some like and he's undersized he's gonna get bodied like he like and and what i find infuriating now is the guy who's trying to make a play and make a defensive play is getting blamed, and the guy who watched Devontae, I love Devontae, he's one of my favorite pl players on the team, he's gliding. Yeah, 
He's not trying to get involved in the play. He's trailing and he's just got his stick out. So the guy who's trying to, to make something happen on the D is getting blamed because of his the name on the back of his jersey. You remember, the, you remember the days when we used to blame Grubauer or Francois for games like this? 5 nothing. I can't believe they kept him in this long. It's yeah. It's gone from like, does everybody miss it's a 5 nothing game? We let in five goals. Nobody's saying a thing about the goalie. It's all Sam Gerard. <laughs> it's it's it yeah. it blows my mind. It's gone from the point of, oh, he missed this and going on to everybody's heaping on Sam Gerard, and nobody's talking about goalie play. Nobody's talking about the forwards covering for defense. Nobody's talking about we're about to have the highest paid player in the NHL, and he did not score a goal. None of that's being talked about. Sam Gerard is the sole reason we lost five to nothing because he was on the ice apparently for every single shift. Uh, it's you know, and and I'm not, I'm not like you know, I'm not a, a a Sammy G like defender on every day in and day out. I am not. Um, I think he plays hard, but I think he's in a tough spot because of his size. I think that's a real problem. Yeah. Um, but it, like, if this doesn't just show you the the, the glaring need to just throw him under the bus for everything then i don't know i don't know what's going to like it, it it's just it, it's ridiculous it, it just the the play happened so fast a lot of things happened at once and they want him to be perfect during that time period you know they, they want him to be perfect on a play they want him to be perfect in an imperfect game is exactly what they want and it's not going to happen and when everybody else you know falls down makes a mistake we can explain it away but when Sam Girard does it, we got to trade him tomorrow. Yeah, it's anyway. and it's the same like for everyone that got upset with if I gave like a Devontae's a B minus instead of a B plus and saying I'm too harsh. But it's the same people that will say Girard is the problem for everything. You have to look at this team. This is not last year's team. This is not the cup winning team. This is this team right now. And if you look at it, not expecting to win every game, like you don't know what this team could possibly do. You have to look at this team as a whole and not one individual player. Like there are multiple facets of this team that are not performing to the expected level. Like you are expected with this roster, with the amount of money we are playing these players to comprise this roster, you expect them to play at a certain level and nobody is doing it right now. That's why you walked out of Tampa with a goose egg. Yeah, I mean you're 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 not used to this right now. Um, you know the Avs seem to just always kind of do the right things last year. Of course, you're going to lose games here and there, but um, they seem to correct mistakes relatively quickly. And we're just we're talking the other night against Pittsburgh, but we're previewing that game. How Pittsburgh is just like this hot and cold team. It's exactly what the Avalanche are right now. Yep. They could go out. What's their next game? Saturday Florida. against uh, Florida. They could go out that game and play a flawless game. And we will be sitting here saying, like, that's what we expect. And that's what we know this team can do. And then they could follow it up with another. Like, I think it, we're just we're settling into to ride this wave with the avalanche for, for the, this season. I mean, we're, we're into February. You know what I mean? The only one you're really missing now is Gabe Landeskog. So and, and that's a big, you know, it's a yeah. big player that you're missing. I get it. But you should not be having the up and down games that you're having just missing him um i don't know i, I i'm kind of like after these these past couple of games i'm kind of just feeling that way i'm feeling like 
I'm settling into it's going to be a a sprint to the finish line for this team. And do I think they can make the playoffs? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I do. I think they're they're in a good good position to do that. And I'm not. I, I will not hit the panic button on any point of this season. But I think we need to to kind of accept the fact that this is going to be the season. It's going yeah. to be. You don't know what you're going to get. You you could get a a a beautiful gold medal, uh, you know, or it could be the turd that you can't polish. To use Kyle's phrasing, yeah. It's... And and here, yeah, thank you. Here's uh, Scott Ingram. There are 31 teams who would love to have Gerard on their team. Get over yourselves. Trust Joe. Uh, this too will pass. Uh, I don't know if it'll pass, Scott, because I think you know it, it's so far ingrained into the heads of people who don't like him. Um, I don't think it'll ever pass. But um, we said it the other day, if, if the Avalanche would never waive him, um, if they were to ever waive him, he would get claimed immediately. Yep. Immediately. Um, is he is he living up to his five million dollar cap hit? No, he's not. And and I'm I'm not going to you know excuse that part of it. All I'm talking about is this one specific play when it when it was just scrolling through Twitter. Sammy G's got to be better on that play. Mm-hmm. How? Yeah. How? He can't put on fifty pounds of muscle, you know, instantly. Like, but he tried to body a player. The player was closest to him. And, what are you going to do? What if you? What else do you want him to do? And if you lose the game, nobody is playing up to what their their contract's right. worth. If you walk out of there with a zero, if you walk out with an L, the Pittsburgh game. If you lose two to one against Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. that's what we're paying you to do. We're here to win the game, defend the cup. If you're not doing that, then you are. We're we're paying too much. Yeah. So. All right, let's uh, check out some stats and find out all the ways Sam Gerrard is to blame for this. Um, shots on goal, like we said, the Avalanche with 30. I'm okay with that. Okay with 30 shots on goal. I'm not okay with, you know, the looks that they got. Um, and you're not – I don't have a natural stat trick up, but maybe I will in a second to just see what the heat map looked like because I'm willing to bet there's not a lot of red right in front of uh, Vasilevsky. So those 30 yeah. shots? Mm-hmm. Nine were in the first period, six in the third. Really? Wow. You had 15 in the second, which is apparently That's... our favorite period. The second period, yeah, it's Avalanche homecoming, baby. Which is weird because I, I, I was, you know, um, you know, they always have like the shots on goal up on, um, you know, by the score bug. And I, I remember look at one point, yeah, the ads were down a lot. And then I looked up once and they had actually taken the, the shot lead. Yeah. I'm like, wow, how'd that happen? Um, because um, Tampa Bay also had seven shots in the third. Yeah. So the shots yeah. went down in the third. But to have nine in one period and six in the final frame. Hmm. What's the one stat we always talk about a lot, Kyle? <laughs> Lay it on me, my friend. The, the, Lay the it funny on thing me. Is, so, so they're, they're face-offs. Um, Tampa Bay won the face-off percentage battle. 69% nice to 31%. Um, which is, I didn't think it was that out of whack because early on, how many uh, how many power plays did the Avs have? They only had two power plays. So in those two power plays, they were winning face-offs in their own offensive zone, and I was like celebrating that. <laughs> Like they, they didn't have that like loss in in the offensive zone, and then it gets cleared. You got to go back and get it, and 
10 to 12 seconds have come out. Like those are big seconds and they were winning those face-offs. So uh, everything else sucked <laughs> when it yeah. came to face-offs. Um, I ha- so Nathan McKinnon, I think was best on face-offs tonight. He won seven. He lost 12. Well, I'm lying. I guess Miko Rantanen technically was Nico ranted in one, three faceoffs and lost one. So out of four, good job, Nico. Uh, <laughs> JT Comfort won six. He lost 15 and he's our best faceoff guy. Alex Newhook law or one, two and lost 13. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, we're not sitting here saying like, yeah, face-offs are going to win. <laughs> That's the game. problem. That's yeah. It. Oh, yeah. There we go. Fix that. And then uh, why don't we just put Sammy G on face-offs? Um, <laughs> I, I don't like it, – it's just that, – that's just glaring. That's just glaring. And then you had, you know, 0 for 2 on the power play, 26 penalty minutes thanks to, you know, a couple fights and a Miko misconduct. Um, you had Jared Bednar. I think – he, he he challenged that play after the third goal. Ugh. I'm fine with it. I was fine with it. I I, I kind of feel like the, he knew he knew where this game was going, and while it was it really wasn't even a questionable hand pass, but I think he's looking at it as like if I if for some reason this goes my way, then maybe this just invigorates my team. Okay, we got lucky. We got one back. Let's just kick it into high gear. I had no problem with him challenging that. Although you knew, like, once you saw the replay, it was not going to get overturned. I was very iffy with the time of that challenge because I was like, let's not put us on the kill because there was no chance. I know he was trying to change the momentum a little bit. The same with mm-hmm. McDermatron fighting with eight seconds left. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I know. Like, no need for that, but whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Like this is just not. I, I always just get excited for Avalanche game days, and you know, when when the minutes are so close, I get like settled in, ready to watch some Avs hockey. And then we, there we go. Oh, cool. We're back. Yeah. Um, the third period was just invisible to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I was having conversations with people on Twitter about Sammy G, but um, I messaged. I didn't my, miss anything. I didn't miss anything. I, so. I messaged my friend. I was like, "Why did I have to fall in love with hockey?" <laughs> All right, let's get to our sound check and let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, we pick uh, two songs that summarize the most recent game. Clearly, this is uh, not going to be a good one, but uh, the five to nothing loss to Tampa. These songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify, which you can follow. Just search LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number two. So, what do you got for this one, sir? One word says it all. And a band. With two words, but it's one word. <laughs> Seven dusts. That's a good little throwback tune. Mm-hmm. Throwback band too. I've seen yeah. them live. They're a vibe. Um, ugly. <laughs> that's the name that's, of the song. Yeah. I mean, I could have. I thought about going like a very just lamenting, like very Broadway type sad song, but no. This is an ugly game, and when it mm-hmm. hits your playlist, when you Pull it up on Spotify. I want you to know this was that Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Uh, one word sums up this game for me, too. Um, well, I'm going to get what Saki Sam's hurt. Are you talking about the, uh, you know, the, the nine inch nails hurt? Ooh. Saki Sam, I, I believe that's uh, Lightning Strikes by Aerosmith. There you go. 
There you go. Um, yeah, uh, for me, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Sammy G G theme, and uh, I'm gonna go with the band Bastille, and they have a song. Yours is a one-word title. Mine's a one-word title. Mine's called Blame. So, uh, and for me, it's not blaming him. It's just this blame factor. That's the blame factory that's going on right now with him is just. It got to me tonight. Like, yeah. I, I, maybe it was just the game and and how out of hand it got. Um, maybe if the Avs won, I would have just let you know the comments simmer again because that's what's going to happen. Like me interacting with the people I was interacting with, it was very respectable. Um, was not going to change, you know, how people view Sam Gerrard. But uh, I just, it, it was just too much. Tonight it was just too much for that specific play. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. So. It's where we're at. It's where we're at. So you got a day off, and then uh, hopefully we can get a good Saturday game. Again, we got to salvage at least one game on this. Yeah. Three, three, you got to. You got to. So, all right. That'll wrap it up for today, everybody. So thank you for tuning in, making this your first listen, and everybody tuning in live over on YouTube. Appreciate that as well. So, yeah, we're going to be doing this um, after game days. Uh, game, game finishes up. We will uh, – We'll go live, and we we didn't like promote it because we just wanted to see how it worked. Operating yeah. that we have, so seems to be working aces. So mm-hmm. uh, tune in, tune in for the live broadcast after each game. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. He's Mister Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Vaselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, and we'll see you guys later. Go abs, go.